mom says, right, I'm making the Turkish coffee. I sit here, you sit there, you stop. The world can wait. Just pause, just enjoy it. Welcome to my podcast, Spirit and Spice. I'm Gilly Bashan, a writer and broadcaster with a passion for food. Not just the food on my plate, but the people and the stories behind it. What a feast you have made for us. This is amazing. And you know, isn't it strange after all these years of corresponding, here you are in my barn in the Thank Scottish you. Highlands. So, hoş geldiniz. Hoş bulduk, dear Gilly. Honestly, I can't tell you what a special role model you are for me and inspiration we literally alter your lovely cookery books as we go through and try to translate Turkish cuisine <laughs> into an understandable language so it is an incredible privilege to be here thank you so much for mm, having well. me <laughs> but we're here to talk about your beautiful book thank which you. has been a complete labor of love I'm still pinching myself I honestly am it took 10 years of toying and froing and praying and trying to find ways to make this book happen and finally here we are and we've got my children here and a bunch of friends around the table and it's exactly how it would be it's in really Turkey lovely. and your book is called Özlem's Turkish Table Indeed. but recipes from my homeland mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your homeland uh, well I'm I was born and bred in Turkey I lived there for 30 years it is not only the food, but the hospitality, the generosity. You know, I grew up with grandma who would put extra place on the table in Antakya because someone would always turn up, usually around the meal time, mm-hmm. unannounced, and they will be warmly welcomed to the table. You yeah, know, it's a lovely idea. You just always got this yeah, spare. Yeah, just come on in. Place. And you know, there's always an abundance of food like we produce back in the kitchen. We say in Turkish, like happiness comes with sharing. And, you know, we think if you have a slice of bread, when it's shared, it tastes much better. So, Well, hospitality and sharing are, are just the mm. two things I always associate with Turkey. Mm. But you're actually from the southern part of, part Turkey. of Turkey. You're from Antakya. So tell us a little bit about that and the type mm. of food that comes from that region. Mm. It is a special land, you know. I mean, there are... Um, quite a few nice examples here and it's a cuisine very diverse with many influences but say bulgur is a big part of it like we have this lovely spicy like the the pul biber uh, smoky red pepper flakes the za'atar the blend of za'atar is big flavoring through spices really good olive oil but freshness, I think, is also the key. Yeah. So yeah. while we're eating this kusura, mm. we should be putting it into our lettuce leaves. Yes, please. So okay, grab. I don't normally feed my producer. Mm. There we go. Is that good? Mm. Well, thank you. This is a first. It is, yes. Yeah. Today I'm being kind because it's about hospitality and sharing. Okay, well, I'll, I'll note this down. It's a one time only. It's lovely. Mm. <laughs> and the, the pomegranate seeds, actually, um, is something on the cover of my book, this dish. And pomegranates is, you know, bountifulness and prosperity and bringing good luck. It's a very symbolic mm. fruit. But the uh, one of the main ingredients of the salad is pomegranate molasses, which is made from the boiled down juices of pomegranates. Um, and when it's in season, we also put the seeds into it, but then added on tanginess and freshness. So, yeah, natural condiments like pomegranate molasses, biber salchus, so the pepper paste we use today a lot. Uh, Which is actually a hot pepper paste, it's not not sweet peppers. So the way it works is that, you know, we have this really juicy, spicy peppers. Mm -hmm. Um, Pointy ones, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's southern Turkey around the region of Gaziantep and Antakya and Marash. So when they are in abundance, we cook them in a tiny little bit of water uh, until the moisture just evaporates. And ladies put all that cooked spicy peppers under the hot Mediterranean sun. All the leftover moisture disappears. And then they would preserve it in the jars with a bit of salt and oil. And I think it's a fantastic ingredient. I mean, I live on that. I mean, a little bit of it always goes into my sauces and cook, you know. Did, did you grow up um, with your mother or grandmother doing these things when you were younger? I was born in Ankara, but my grandma's home um, was in Antakya, and mom and dad were all from Antakya. So every summer we would go. In summer holidays, as you may know, it's about three and a half months of holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and my mother was a teacher. So as soon as the school breaks, we would, you know, go to Antakya. And my grandma had this um, 450-year-old stone home. Um, a bit of, think of a miniature Topkapu Palace where it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a courtyard in the middle and the stone rooms attached to one another. Mm-hmm. And there's the figs tree, there's the mulberry tree, pomegranate tree, young walnut tree, all in the garden, mm. you know. And mm. and there was this lovely little fountain in the middle, <laughs> you know. That I love your <laughs> description in the book of that because, do you know, in this fountain, they would put all the watermelons into the water to chill because obviously you're in a very, very hot part mm. of Turkey. Mm. And Aslam and her... Cousins, cousins would all just jump into the fountain and swim amongst the watermelons oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> to keep cool. That's a very big fountain. Then. <laughs> it's a tiny little one, actually. I <laughs> wish I had the photo. I would have put in the book if I found the photo. But it was so sweet. But my uh, grandfather, Supi, who was a food merchant, but also he ran the local hammam next door. So we Turks never think you're clean enough until you had that good scrub <laughs> with a <the> kisser. <laughs> to get all the dead skin so we'll have that little swim and you know gentle playfulness mm-hmm. and then grandma will send us to her mom now it's your time to get really clean <laughs> here we are on the marble hammam floor having that scrub 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 but then here comes all the feast you know you go to the salon in the hammam where you get the bath and here is the barracks you know pastry savory pastries with fillings there is the little lentil köfte. There is a little baklava. It's because it's a tiring event having a big bath, you know. So you have to have a little chai <laughs> with all those food. And food, so even in hammam, food is a big central point. I know, I remember that when I first went to Turkey, I worked in Bursa. Right. And it was, you know, long before it was so touristic. Mm. And I went to one of those hammams and with all the women and everybody stripped down naked and out, <laughs> out comes the basket with all the olives and the, the dry barek and the dry köfte and, and, and the figs. And you've got all these boobs swimming around oh, and buttocks yeah. wobbling. <laughs> and, 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 and yet you're feasting in amongst it and splooshing with water. Yeah. And I just thought, my goodness, Goodness me, baths and picnics are Crazy. never going to be the same again. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really is. It's just, you know, it's so vivid in your memory that, you know, grandpa comes with cases of tomatoes and figs and aubergines. No one buys one patlajan. You know, there's always cases because he would trade between Aleppo and within Hatay province. And there's always excess and always, ah, Go to Nesrin Teze, Auntie Nesrin. This is her aubergines. <laughs> Go to Hussein Amca, Aunt, Uncle Hussein. That's his tomatoes. 
always shared. Talking of patlajan, which means aubergine, yes. uh, you have a lovely story about mm. uh, about patlajan. Mm. By the way, your babagan is amazing. This good. Maltiness. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's our um, favorite vegetable. Oh, obviously, it's a fruit because it has seeds in it, but. There's about over 200 recipes, isn't it? Just featuring yeah. patlajan. And I love them. I did my uh, master's degree in Stirling University. That's how I first fell in love with Scotland. And I had the best a year and a half there. And as a bonus, I met my husband there, which wasn't planned. Angus, very Scottish name, born in Texas, from Wiltshire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are in a postgrad residential area we have five flatmates so one of them is from taiwan the other is from greece the other one is from canada and we all really get on well and they said we'll help you make a meal for angus so i said well i'll do the main and they did the starters and you know desserts and whatnot so i said i better make him carniark the split belly uh, stuffed aubergines with minced meat and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So I had to make the most, most expensive call back home to Istanbul to get that carniaric recipe right. <laughs> so I'm talking, here's patlajan, it's gonna do that, get that patlajan there and stuff that patlajan. And, and Angus hears that conversation, because we are loud, we Turks, you know, even when we talk <laughs> over the phone, <laughs> we can never talk quietly and slowly. And Angus said, what that patlajan is, Özlem? So the aubergine you'll be having and so he sounds rather nice i think i'll call you patlajan from now on so my name is thomas patlajan or short patle okay so patle what's mm-hmm. the rest of the story then so he oh. obviously liked his carne <laughs> it took us six years you know um i graduated and i went back home because my visa expired but we had a six year long distance you know in those days you write letters and cards and it's a good test actually and um and we, we traveled a lot, which was lovely, you know, two disposable incomes and, you know, no kids. He popped the question for my mom and dad's relief. Angus was staying with us. So we have great big Turkish breakfast to prepare. Mom is making gözleme and dad is squeezing portakal sea oranges. Mom has her curlers in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> dad is this, you know, dressing gown. Angus shade, you know, suits on and ready to rock and roll, luggage is ready just in case they come. Packed, ready to go in case it doesn't work out. <laughs> in case it doesn't work out. And uh, he said, oh, may I have a word with your mom and dad? I was them. I think at that point, mom, most of all, this must be the moment. Finally, he <laughs> might, something might be happening. We were summoned to the lounge, but parents have very little English. Dad could speak quite a bit of um, daily language, but nothing more than that. Uh, he wouldn't grasp the whole proposal. Hollywood. So Angus was very kind, you know, very emotional, you know. May he have the hand of marriage and the, pr- you know, permission from dad. And all the time you're translating. I this. am translating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and at that moment, mom started crying. In order that her phone in her hand, the whole, it's you know, quicker than a Wi-Fi. The whole world. No, got the news <laughs> from states to Canada to you know England, whole family, aunties next door, um, 
and that's, that's of course you know that my dad is cool and reserved but you know quite proud of course angus shook, shook hands and whatnot mom said well Özlem, you better make a really nice turk kahvesi now bol köpüklü lütfen nice big froth on top because that's how turkish coffee needs to be so it's a big sort of test for a girl mm-hmm. um, to get married to produce a really nice Turkish coffee. Poor Angus never drinks coffee before 11. You know, mm-hmm. so you couldn't say no, of course. <laughs> I mean, and you obviously passed the test. I did, apparently. Yes, yes. I had you the froth. You make good Turkish coffee. Your coffee. I had the froth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can I just say that I experienced your coffee last we night. We all did. We all we did, we and all I would definitely marry you after that. Oh, it's a special drink, you know. It has so many traditions attached to it you know like you know we say bir fincan kahvenin 40 yıl hatırı vardır which translates into a memory of a good cup you know lasts for 40 years it's a drink that we associate with sort of slowing down pausing mm-hmm. it's very much in tune with today's actually mindfulness and you know like being in the moment rather than rushing and doing things and I mean um, when whenever I go back home you always have this limited time and so many people to see mom says right I'm making the Turkish coffee I sit here you sit there you stop mm. the world can wait just pause just enjoy it <laughs> okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a bit so, like a dram in the Highlands. I bet. That's what we do. I bet, I bet, I bet. And it's lovely and, you know, you have the perfect setting for it, you know. You could easily don't want to leave. I understand why stay. you love it. Stay and cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think that what food does, though, I mean, food is one of those things that mm. opens doors to cultures, mm. but it also opens doors to friendships. It's such a nice way to spend time. language. Definitely. It's such a, a family time as well, don't mm. we? I mean, you've always brought me and Yazi up to uh, dinner time is the time when we come to the table and we enjoy a feast and we chat about our day, whatever we've oh. been up to. And we've been so lucky because of what you've cooked us through our lifetime mm. of meze dishes. Like these sort of flavors are just are just amazing to us. And this one especially, I have yeah. to say. Like we all love this. It's almost yeah. gone. I, I'm, I'm, it's I'm, amazing. I like it. Don't know how to pronounce it, but. So ekmek is bread. So it's flat bread topped with um, red pepper paste. Um, Turkish. Beyaz peynir, feta cheese, or if you can find Turkish, beyaz peynir works so well. Good olive oil, bit of tomato paste. But again, this is a big it's part of delicious. my childhood. You know, the um, the bakeries in Antakya, we call it furun, they are your local mm-hmm. communities, local ovens. So they not only make the flatbread, but also my grandma or my mother would prepare the filling, the topping, mm-hmm. and said, Özlem, now go to the furun. And the baker will bake it for for us and bring it back. That's what we did. You know, all the lahmacun fillings we would take, uh, all the pide fillings we would take. You could make your stuffed peppers, dolmas. You bake it in the oven, all the casseroles, meatballs and whatnot. Um, so, you know, that's an incredible bonding. You bought, we buy anyway the, the meat from local butcher. You know, he prepares it. Sometimes he makes the mixture for a kebab and then he goes to the baker and he bakes it and, you know, that's your meal sorted. Um, so, you know, that holds very special memories. Um, and today, still in Antakya, people do that. They still use the oven um, bakery as their local oven. There's a lovely um, ancient market called Uzun Çarşı, Long Market. 
So, you know, it's the winding road from Ananas, grandma's home. So you would walk and um, you get your daily cheese and bread and past the spice shop, get all the baharat, the spice. But lots of people go to Turkey and they go to the south of Turkey, but they go to, yeah. you know, Bodrum yeah. and Fethiye and Marmaris and places. Yeah. But very few people go to Antakya. Mm. So it's a lot less known. Mm. But yet UNESCO has just recognized it. Thank you so much for mentioning that. It's a massive thing for Antakya because Gaziantep had that accolade and now Antakya got the um, UNESCO approval for the World City of Gastronomy. It's massive because now in 2020 apparently, and we shall be there, I'll work on that, we shall. there will be an expo mm. to showcase all the regional cuisine because there's so much to celebrate about that city. It's so diverse. Jews, Christians and Muslims still live together in harmony. Which is amazing. Which is rare. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's very special for that. And it, I mean, it's an accident of history, really, mm. that it is part of Turkey. Mm. It could actually have been part could of Syria. Been. And the whole story that you're telling could be a very different Unfortunately, one. Unfortunately. Um, as I said, my grandpa and my uncle, Shakir, would trade fresh produce with Aleppo. And, you know, it was so calm because that's why they, they could speak Arabic. My grandma would speak French because of the French invasion um, before Turkey, Antakya was part of the Turkish Republic. Um, but that diversity is what really so important. There's an Armenian village, Vakufla Armenian village, but they have their own traditions and cuisines. My uncle and my aunties and you know grandpas, they would celebrate Hanukkah with their Jewish friends. They would celebrate Noel and Christmas with their you know, Christian friends and they would you know, fast and and break their bread for Ramadan. And you could hear the church bell ringing with Muezzin calling for a prayer in the same time. And I think it's beautiful. I mean, why not? It happens, isn't it? I mean, that's why I think it's so um, significant to, to showcase that special city. And if we want it, you know, it's not a miracle to, to achieve peace and achieve harmony. Um, that tolerance is what it is, I think, respect and tolerance and acceptance for who you are. Well, with your book, you've managed to perhaps open people's eyes a little bit to I that part so. of that world I because you're so. doing the food from there. You've yeah. written um, about it, even though it is a book on Turkish food in general. Yeah. And there are lots of Turkish books out there mm. now. I mean, there didn't used to be, but there are now. Mm. So do you hope that people will regard this as a slightly different take on Turkish food? Um, the response so far has been really positive and folks all around the world responded really well. Some have some sort of connection to Turkey who mm -hmm. perhaps spent some time there uh, because I think it's the recipes need to work. I try to bring the culture a bit alive you know it's very personal the book is in every recipe there is a little bit of an introduction as to mm -hmm. significance and also there's a global interest for healthy eating mm -hmm. great interest for eastern mediterranean food like you know rise of pomegranate molasses ton of seasonal produce we use olive oil and nuts and you know natural condiment spices to flavor it and i think people respond to stories when I was in the States, um, Austin, Texas, we lived in for about five and a half years. And there was a wonderful cookery school called Central Market Cooking School. So I was volunteering with them and then started teaching 
as a guest chef, they were very open to, you know, diverse ethnic cuisines. I would call mom yet again, expensive phone calls. <laughs> mom, you know, the, the pide, you know, uh, the, the dough, the measurements, how many grams, ounces, a glass full of flour and a, one tea glass of this. Mom, I don't have a tea glass and neither all the American folks here. I need, you know, standards, etc. Özlem. It's earlobe consistency at the end. Oh. You know, <laughs> the dough will be earlobe. Kulak memesi kıvamında. Memesi, earlobe. Trial and error, you'll get there, love. <laughs> I have to say a big thanks to the special lady because her your books were so inspirational because no one, you know, tackled Turkish cuisine much. Your measurements always worked. You always had pre- precise, beautiful measurements. <gasps> Your classic Turkish cookery book was my Bible. I, I love that. really is. And um, I, I hope you're listening to that, Katie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're yes. always basking in fame when you're with me. <laughs> so is the, the spices here, the zatar and the chili, is that to go on something? Mm, very good question. Yeah. Thanks for that, Yas. So mm. that zatar is actually the mixture of um, the zatar blend. Um, which has the the dried um, zahtar herb, which is thyme. Um, thyme, ground cooked chickpeas, ground pistachios. My mother reckons about 40 different things in it. Cumin, sumac, Aleppo peppers, mm-hmm. you know, nigella seeds, sesame seeds, you name it, it's there. Very pungent, beautiful, mm-hmm. aromatic um, spice. So we use that in the topping of the biberli ekmek, but also locals in Antakya use that in breakfast. So they have their special tuzlu yoğurt, that sort of um, strained, salted yogurt cheesy blend with good olive oil over it. So they would dunk their bread on that and then tuzahtar. So very similar to duka. Um, yeah, I mean, zahtar is a very popular spice. There's the pul biber there, which is, you know, for us, anonymous with salt and pepper, you know, wherever mm. you go in a traditional lokantas and restaurants, you would have pul biber, salt and pepper, everything with pul biber. Cumin again, pungent cumin, we use a lot. Sumac, that tangy, lovely citrusy sumac. Is it all right? He's just eating chili on its own. Oh Oh my word, I didn't realize you were that spicy. Took a wee pinch of it and I'm regretting it. But it's lovely. (laughs) And what did you say you'd put that on? Um, you know, we sprinkle on everything. Really, it went on the the kusa salad. It was certainly on this um, mohammara. Uh, mm. which I have to mention because mm. that's my, my mother's staple dip mm. uh, when we have guests and it's a marriage of walnuts, um, really good extra virgin olive oil, uh, cumin, a little bit of bread, pepper paste, biber salchus uh, and tomato paste all blitzed together makes a lovely Moorish dip. And I also just mentioned the bulgur which is very important. Mm-hmm. So bulgur um, is the main grain so the fine version we use for salads, but coarse version is lovely in the um, pilav, we call it ash in Antakya, like bulgurlu ash. We would add carrots, we, you might add courgettes, we might some saute some onions and put over that. We call it actually mujaddara, which is a you know mm. similar um, sort of heritage with Syria, I presume, and um, Lebanon. Well, your book 
has been obviously a labour of love. Wish you huge success Thank with you. it. And we're very lucky to be enjoying some of the recipes from it. Oh, that's very so, nice. Ben chok de chocolate. And may I say, afiet all soon. That means may you be happy and healthy with this food you eat. And Elinize Salak. That means to you all, because you all helped, that means thank you to your hands who made it. So mm. thank you so much for having me. It was a very special few days, really special. <laughs>